So family, uh, there's a few things that I could say, a lot that I could say about mothers on this day. But I was speaking to or actually uh, the most beautiful 11 year old that I know pulled me to the side in the kitchen and was like, hey, dad, you know, um, you might want to consider blessing the mothers by making your sermon a little shorter so they can get time with their families. Yeah, that was that was a smooth way of trying to get me to cut, cut down. To cut. Yeah, I got you, Shy. Mm hmm. Um, Fam, I, I, I do want to celebrate our mothers today, but I want to do so in a way where we are equipped, encouraged, and motivated to walk in godliness while we recognize what God does through these amazing women. God, I thank you. Use this time to bring your name glory. I join with what Mike prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to bring up a, a, a quick picture of my my, my sister. Um, this is not the, you know, just the, the typical fam, church fam, you know, thing. Um, this is my one of one of my beautiful sisters and my two nephews and niece. Um, and, and, and at the top, you might not be able to see it, but they, they were at a basketball game and it says I miss sports. Ah, uh, she misses sports and a lot of us do actually. And in fact, I'm surprised we don't have a lot more fights going on in the streets right now because of all of the tension that's kind of built up people in people right now. And one of my uh, my most memorable sports experiences actually didn't happen on the field and it didn't it didn't happen on the court. It took place at a at a podium like what I'm standing at. When uh, a few years ago, Kevin Durant, he's a, a very, very good basketball player. A few years ago, he won Most Valuable Player Award. And that's an award for the person who, who the league deems is, is the best during that season. And, and he won, and he had a chance to give a speech, and his speech rocked the nation. Nobody remembers from that speech, like the, the stats that he had or the ways that he broke down the defense with his offense. What people remembered was the way he shared about his mother. He shared that they were, they were overjoyed when they got their first apartment. No bed, no table, no chairs on the floor. And, and, and grateful. He shared that mom was the one that got him up in the morning and told him to go hit those heels, get to running. That she was his coach, his trainer, and his cheerleader. He said that there was times when, when mom went without eating, when, when there was only so much to be rationed, and she made sure he was full and went to sleep, but she went to sleep hungry. And then he sealed the deal with this last line at the end of his speech that left everybody teary eyed. He said, Mom, you're the real MVP. I think many of us, when we think of mothers, we think of the sacrificial, the encouragement, the celebratory nature of mothers. And we can identify with what Kevin Durant was saying. We can we can connect. We can relate. And so today I just want to do two things. I want to do 
kind of what KD did. But I believe God's word does it even better. We want to celebrate and appreciate motherhood. Celebrate and appreciate motherhood. We want to look at the, the beauty and the fortitude and the blessing of mothers in the book of Ruth. Joshua, Judges, then Ruth. We want to look at uh, the book of Ruth. If you hit Samuel, you went past it just too quick because it's only four quick chapters. Turn with me there to the book of Ruth. This story in the book of Ruth, is, it starts out with a, 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 a tough situation. And I can just hear mothers saying right now that that tough situation, that's the definition of motherhood. We handle tough situations all day, every day. Pastor, I get it. I get it. Matter of fact, my wife was saying last night, she's like, you know, just just to be a mother, you got to go through something tough. You haven't haven't met a woman yet who was like, oh, giving birth was just like a massage. That was just like, you know, me getting my feet rubbed. It just felt so... no, you, you, you got to go through, got to go through some stuff. It, it, they, they, mothers handle tough situations all the time. And so as we come into Ruth, we actually walk into the story in the midst of a tough situation. Ruth chapter one, verse one reads, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wives and his two sons. What's going on? Judah is, is his family lineage and Bethlehem is the place where God's people congregate, where they do life. And all of a sudden, because they continue to kind of go through this cycle where they like listen to God, then they actually see some idols that they like and they start worshiping the idols. And then God has sent in a judge and the people go through some hardship. And it's this cycle of listen, start worshiping idols, hardship, listen, worship idols, hardship. And so we come into a hardship moment where the people are experiencing famine and they did what you would do. They left town to find food. And so now they are leaving and they are headed to this place called Moab. And Moab gives you a, 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 a glimmer. It's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like Vegas or New York at 2 a.m. You know, it's 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 the place where your kind of behavior in your normal environment changes up drastically because the idols they worship, the behavior of their people is totally counter to the people of God. And so going into Moab, you going in like, hey, you know, kind of like when your mama take you in the store and she say, okay, you can look, but don't you touch nothing. That's, that's, the, that's the approach of going into Moab and what happens is Naomi, who's the mother in this situation, she has two sons and both of those sons end up marrying Moabite women. And so now we come into the story where famine has happened and not only famine, you also have marriages happen with women who don't love God. Some tension. It's, 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 it's not your ideal situation. And
And sometimes the less than ideal situation is actually how mothers come into mothering. How many how many grandmamas in 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 our neighborhood have have stepped up to be the 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 primary mother to their grandkids long after they have 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 moved on in their lives they've been returned back as if they just had a child stepping into hardship maybe their kid is not behaving in the way that he or she should or maybe there's some neglect Either way, the grandmother enters into a, a, a stage of tension, a, a tough situation. There's a woman named Gladys Allward. She was a she was called by God to go serve in China. They said, no, you, you, you can't go. She found a way to go anyway and began serving at at an orphanage. The woman who was there to help her ended up passing away. And before you know it, Gladys has hundreds of kids coming to her because a war breaks out in China. And Gladys takes these kids into another country, does not lose one kid, gets them all safe, goes back home, catches a virus, gets sick, finally gets nursed back to health. And what does Gladys do? heads right back, heads right back to China. And she begins, so she starts an orphanage that cares for hundreds of kids. Sometimes, sometimes mothers enter into tough situations and bring forth a motherly presence. Still, 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 still a mother. Maybe it doesn't happen through birth, but still a mother. Or maybe it happens through birth. And some mothers have have done the courageous thing to look at their child and say, I love you enough to offer you to an agency that will connect you with a family that will be able to provide you the stability that I can't. Still a mother. Motherhood is this beautiful thing that sometimes enters into tough situations. And that's the case right here with Naomi and Ruth. Look at me with uh, verse four. Because whether you are. Yeah, look at me, verse four. These took Moabite wives. I was the sons. The name of one was Orpah. And the name of the other, Ruth. They lived there about 10 years and both Melon and Chilion died so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. So now you see the depth. It's gone from famine actually down to losing those that she loves. Naomi now no longer has her husband or her two sons. But 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 she she speaks and she does something that communicates the power of what motherhood looks like. She ministers. See, motherhood in and of itself is a ministry of the gospel. We know that because Naomi does something. She she looks at both of these women and says, look, 
I can't birth another child that's going to grow up and be able to catch up with you. So look, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Go back to your land. Go back to Moab. Go back to the place that you know, the place that you're connected with, the place that you're familiar with. I want you to go because I want you to be cared for by your people. And I'm going to head back home. I'm going back to Bethlehem. I'm going back because some food is starting to show up and I'm headed back there. And then we see a response from both women. Orpah says, okay, I'm gone. But, but Ruth responds in a different way. Ruth responds, starting in verse 16, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God, where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything, but death parts from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. You got you got this woman who comes from a culture totally counter that of God and now she's saying I don't care what we go through I'm going through it with you because of your God now we don't have proof we don't know if her husband shared the gospel with her we don't know if uh, Elimelech Naomi's husband was the one who shared the gospel we don't know what we do know is that she does something kind of crazy She says, in essence, instead of choosing what is familiar, what is comfortable and what is safe by going back to her people, I would choose what is unknown and what is pretty much a sentence for me to stay alone forever. Because I'm going back to the Jerusalem, going back to Bethlehem, where men of God are and men of God won't touch me because I'm a Moabite. I'm not in the crew. So in essence, I'm signing up to be with you forever. But it's amazing that Ruth is willing to say, I'd rather have you and God than every comfort I know. Every comfort I know. Do you see this, this bond? Uh, we don't know for sure, but I'm, but I, but I'm willing to guess, y'all. I'm willing to guess that 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 Naomi lived some type of life that modeled godliness, some type of sharing of biblical truths, some type of life that Ruth got to witness. I can't imagine that that Naomi was this evil person. And then all of a sudden, Ruth said, and I want to stay with you forever. See, motherhood happens through home, through going out in the streets, through doing life. And we see motherhood is a ministry. I used to say in my testimony that I came to faith when I was in college. And, and I still believe the clearest understanding of Jesus happened for me in my, from, from my freshman to sophomore year of college. It, it somehow just all clicked. But I've, but I've known the Lord's Prayer. I can't, I can't tell you when I learned it. 
I don't ever remember not knowing the Lord's Prayer. Because I remember my mom reciting the Lord's Prayer with me at our dining room table. You see, motherhood is a ministry. It, it, it can be the seed planted in someone or the opportunity for someone to come to Christ. But, it, but, but motherhood also requires a, a strong connection with God because it can be painful. Even today, as I say that term, mother, there's some, some, some pain that it rings off because some may not have their mother here anymore. We know some in our body that we have been praying for, thinking of, and grieving with. Some may not be the mother that they intended to be. Because whether you have had a child for two weeks or 30 years, losing a child can be devastating. And, and here we see Naomi still cling to God, but express the pain that she feels as a mother. Look in verse 20. She said to them, do not call me Naomi, Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought back me, brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? Let's just let's just be real. When when pain hits, you 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 cry out. What happened was she came back to Bethlehem and everybody looked and said, dang, look at Naomi. She said, oh, don't even call me that name. I mean, let me explain to you the pain in which I feel. And and the beauty of it is that she never once curses God. She might feel in this moment like like God had had his his emotions, his his actions had harmed her, but she never once curses God. Motherhood is is holding and clinging to who God is, even through the worst of situations. It's a ministry that pours into people. But it takes a strength that is Holy Spirit infused. Continue to look with me because because uh, there's this there's this connection that takes place. And I want you to see in verse chapter two, verse three. Because because motherhood is going to begin to to reveal a little bit of who who it reveals who we are. It says, so she set out and went. And gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. So, so now she is the breadwinner for the crib. Naomi can't go out, so Ruth is the one who's now going to go find a way to provide for the two of them, and she's gleaning, picking up food. They're, they're harvesting, and she'll take the scraps. 
But listen to how how we see her described, because motherhood allows your 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 ethics, the way you operate. It allows your character to shine in a couple of ways. Look at these. Verse six. And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered because because Boaz had came around, asked his leader, hey, who, who is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, she is the young Moabite woman who came back from with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. His, this, this whole thing is speaking not simply to, to her beauty, it's speaking primarily to her work ethic, to her, her determination, to her perseverance, to her being a, a hard worker. says she continued to early morning. She wouldn't even stop before a short little break. I love this. And, and, and my prayer is that, that we would be encouraged in that first Men, we can be encouraged through understanding the beautiful values within motherhood, too. But to but to those women who are not yet mothers. We see here a work work ethic, a hard working, a tenacity that just speaks to like letting God cultivate your character even before becoming a mother. Like like what type of posture do you have what would you be known for? Would people see you as someone who is a hard worker, who perseveres, who pushes on? It's interesting here that 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 the it's kind of like the the crew knows they see that sister gets down. Let 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 your character be one that shines even before you have a husband. Let this be uh, the, the, the posture of what it means to celebrate, to celebrate God is to work hard, to, 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 to be known for a God-like character. But then there's another aspect of her character, not simply what she does out in the world and how she perseveres in the marketplace, but also how she's loving and godly in the home. Look at what it says of this of this sister who's who's who brother Boaz is watching. Verse 10 of chapter two. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? Look at what he says. But Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother in law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. He says, I I see the way that you loved her. I see when you had the opportunity to go back to what was easy, normal and comfortable, you chose. 
to love this woman well. You chose to allow this woman to experience being cared for and provided for. You see, the the beauty of these values that are a part of of, of motherhood, of, of, of being hardworking, and, and, and I'll, I'll readily confess that my wife works harder than me, and I love my kids, but they, they, my wife works hard. And that's, that's the case for, for mothers, whether you stay at home, whether you work a nine to nine, because nine to fives ain't getting it no more. Uh, motherhood is demanding. And as, as, as fathers, we want to, and men, we want to be celebrating character that's, that's showing perseverance, hard work, as well as a loving, nurturing care. And our brother, our brother Boaz sees this. So then, continue on with me, because, because something happens, Okay. And you, you got to know who Boaz is. Boaz is what you call a kingdom, uh, a kinsman redeemer. He's basically someone that that fits the profile of who could come in and change both Naomi and Ruth's entire situation. You see, because she was previously married, she couldn't just go be with any man. She needed a man that was connected to the lineage of her husband. Needed to be a man who was willing to say there was a gap made because your husband died. As a family member, I can fill that gap. You were alone, but I can now come and be a tool of care that can provide and protect you. There's only a certain person that could do that. And this man is her redeemer in that fashion that he can provide and protect And so Naomi says, hey, I got this plan. Do as I say. And 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 I and and I don't want you to miss this in verse one of chapter three. She says, then Naomi, her mother in law, said to her, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Saying I've got something that I want to share with you. I got a plan. I got a I got a whole scenario that's going to be able to care for you. Here it is. I want you to go in, wait till he gets full. He gets some drink in him, like let him rest. And then I want you to lay by his feet. When he wake up, he's going to see you smelling good, looking good, looking right. And watch. He's going to be drawn to you. He's already seen your character. Now he's going to have a chance to wake up to your beauty. And 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 if you breeze past verse one, what you will what you will start to what you will miss is Naomi dropping wisdom, laying out a plan, being wise and offering this wisdom and this plan unto Ruth. And I and I and I say don't miss it because because somehow. Like motherhood can be this thing where like when you become a mother like y- you you think you're the first mother 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. How can I say that? Because I'm a man, right? I know I'm, I'm acknowledging I'm jacked up. I get it. Yeah. But 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 I'm, but I've, I've been down this road a little bit and I've been able to watch and counsel couples a little bit. And, it, and it's interesting that somehow you begin to forget that there was a mother that raised you and helped make you the way you are. So you begin to think that with your kid, it's going to be way different. And I, and I think what, what God is using in this beautiful narrative to just give us some, some lessons, it's not prescriptive. It's not saying every time you go do something, do it like this. What it is saying is Naomi is a person of wisdom that Ruth listens to. When Naomi, this, this, this woman who's a motherly figure now in Ruth's life out of pain, but now have this loving relationship she listens. And then the, the question is, what, what type of posture do we have towards revering and honoring and celebrating our, our mothers? Our, our mothers. I, I get and I understand that sometimes your mother doesn't love Jesus. I get sometimes your mother loves Jesus and rubs you the wrong way. And? She, Job twelve twelve says, wisdom is with the aged and understanding in length of days. Job 32, 7 says, I said, let's days speak and many years teach wisdom. Why do I say that? I, I, I leave those two verses and there are others that, that want you to realize that, yes, sometimes age is a teacher. It does not mean that person is the authority of all things, but your mother knows something that can be of value to you. And I'm surely saying it because as young people, what will happen is we think because we knew to this that 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 now we don't need to seek the wisdom of the old. Family. Don't 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 you miss a beautiful, valuable lesson that God is trying to teach through through the scriptures of of us seeking wise counsel, whether it be with church members, pastors, teachers. Mothers. Mothers. Glean from that wisdom that is present sometime that sometime that mother may be yours and you might just need to call and say, hey, um, my washing machine went down. My, I knew you used to wash clothes by hand. Can you tell me how you busted that out? Hey, Ma, I know I know we not on speaking terms, but I'm I'm having some difficulty uh, just burping my baby. How did you used to burp me? Like like sometime it ain't it ain't it ain't. They're wise. And sometimes it is the spiritual mothers that are present. Shoot, I would have Edith just said something. Look, Edith reminds me of spiritual mothers that, that raised me. Why? Because they could spank me. So if, so if I can get a spanking out, you know, like, 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 like there was. It, it's just it's just crazy when you think of like. All the wisdom that God gives to us through mothers. 
Don't 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 let arrogance or new opportunities to chart your own course lead you to cutting the strings of wisdom. That's all I'm saying. Ruth like that's your plan. I'm rolling with it. And it works. It works. It works so well. Jump with me to chapter four. Verse 13. And and let me think. I, I could be told on and disciplined. My mama didn't let nobody else hit me. I want to make sure I'm being totally accurate. But, but, but the way that they could check me felt like I was getting a whooping. <laughs> Chapter 4, verse 13. Look at, look at how it turns out. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And he went into her and the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Now, so so the plan works. They get married. They have a child. Look, look at how the community responds. Remember what the community did when Naomi returned. When Naomi came back home from being in Moab, they looked at her like, who is that? Is that Naomi? Ooh, she looked like she'd been through it. What is wrong with old girl? Now look at him in verse 14, chapter 4, verse 14. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the child that's not even Naomi's leads the community to celebrate her? Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter in law who loves you. Loves you. It's an amazing story that even out of pain, the motherly bond can be so strong. So strong. That it, whether the storms of adversity, whether the storms of challenge, it weathers the storms of the unknown. But what was known is that they both had God. That's the beauty of motherhood. You get an opportunity to model. We have God in the home. An opportunity to model wisdom. Godly wisdom. An opportunity to model dependence and trust. Even when it's unknown, what will happen? Verse 16, then Naomi took the child, laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. You, you, you see this line? Yes, he was going to be the restorer of life, the nurse nourisher as verse 15 says why because this is the line of Jesus these these mothers these beautiful values and traits of of being so loving but also being so hard working and and all of that coming together to show the beauty of motherhood and so I I, I want to Encourage you 
to, 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 to two ends. Because sometimes we can, we can, we can uh, see the value and think that it is, it is within us, right? That like to be a good mother, I have to muster up my strength and do this. Or, and I look at all that our mothers carry. And I, and I pray that as, as I'm talking to you sisters, you not hear any like weight being added on your shoulders. You all carry a lot. And I pray for your willingness to like see the impact that you are having. See your, your, your Naomi moments where you are investing in children and walking and living godly lifestyles and trying to work hard while at the same time be nurturing. Like I'm praying that you see these, the fruit of this. But look back with me in, in, in chapter 2, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3. It says, and can you slide me down, Jenny or Jake? Because I don't feel like flipping back through all the way. So she set out and went and gleaned. Two verse three. So she set out and went and gleaned in the fields after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. She happened to come to the field below in the Boaz. She happened like like if if you gloss over that real quick, you'll miss it. Because the Bible is trying to God is trying to use the text to make you laugh a little bit. To make you to make to make to make you like like what? Uh Uh-huh. Like like does anything just happen when there's a beautiful, holy God that's sovereign in control. You see, she didn't just happen to luck up on Boaz, the one guy who was going to be in the lineage that would solve her problem and could be her redeemer. That don't just happen. And you being here right now is not just happening. You see, God has brought forth this moment so you could understand his love, his desire, his longing to see you fill, to see you operating at the fullest potential, to see you thriving in the way he created you, living out your purpose, which is to represent and look just like him. That's what that that's what's happening in this moment. It's not by chance doesn't just happen you are here so you have an opportunity to accept Jesus into your heart that's my call to salvation for you is that you would walk with Jesus from this day forward accepting him as your Lord and Savior saying God I believe that you are in control that you are ordering my steps and that you are my kinsman redeemer you protect me and you provide for me and a sincere heartfelt prayer in that manner starts a new life a new a new life can be lived 
And so if you want to know Jesus more, after this time, we're going to have a separate Zoom where I would love to walk with you through what it means to live for Jesus. But you just simply need to say, God, I want to submit my ways to you and acknowledge that you are the only protector and provider. I give my life to you. If you can say that with humility and honesty, then today can be the new day of a new life for you. But, but to those that are, that are already in the faith, the call to sanctification is that you would live like Jesus. But I'm going to say I actually live like Ruth. Because can you tell me at what point did Ruth get the text that everything was going to be all right? Was, was, it, was it when her husband passed? What, was, was it when the famine was going on? Was it when her and Naomi started walking back to Bethlehem with little to nothing, no protector, women out, nobody to fend for them, only could fend for themselves? Was it when they started looking and randomly they picking up the scraps off of harvesters? When did she get the text that it was going to be okay? What I love is that Naomi and Ruth model dependency on God and trust and belief in God. Regardless of the circumstances. I'm calling you. I'm asking you. I'm begging that you would see the 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 role of mothers. As one that depends on God. And that you would be drawn to do the same, even though you may not know today how it's going to work out. Tough situations. But we see God use the beauty of mothers in the midst of them. Let's pray. Father, you are in control of all things. And we know no situation is too tough for you. You've given us beautiful mothers to show us what it looks like, Lord, to minister in the home, to minister in the market, to care and to nurture and to love people well. Father, we are grateful. Some of us have mothers that come to our mind that we are so grateful for. And there's a quick image right there. We just see them. And God, even if they're not here with us anymore, we're thankful for the time that we were able to have them. Because they poured into us and we are so grateful. But also, Lord. Some of us, Father, don't have that image. And we're asking that you would give us a a spiritual mother, one who can love on us, whether it be somebody in our church from another church. God, would you bring forth a spiritual mother that would show us that 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 work ethic. And that nurturing care and support. Lead us to reach out. And lastly, Lord, some of us are going through some tough situations. Some some situations, Lord, that lead us to cry out and maybe even say, Lord, are you. Are you mad at me? 
God, my, my prayer is that in the midst of it, that we would all cling closely to you and depend on you. Sometimes our faith is just that simple. Where we're just supposed to cling to you and depend. It is in Jesus' holy name we ask for the Holy Spirit to empower us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen.